Oh, we could, we could fly. Welcome to this new season of the Have a Cup of Jahani podcast. So I want to title this new season that I'm embarking on with I'm growing. So this is going to be the season of growth. And um, that's what I'm going to share with you throughout the season. So I thank you for coming over here and sitting with me. And I hope you enjoy. Hey, folks, in this episode, I discuss weight and weight loss. So if these are subjects that will be hard on your soul, please skip this episode. Hello, everyone. So here's the situation. Here is Joanne living her oh, not so best life. Let's just put it that way. It's it is it is hectic. I am I am punching through a lot of walls. I am it's just me myself and my baby boy trying to make it through life. I have already given up on finding anybody. It's just I just in my head I'm like oh, it's too late. I'm already set in my ways. I already have my own you know make my own money. Have my own finances. I'm good you know. And then here comes this man. And this man is kind of amazing. And I vet him. I check to make sure that what he's telling me is true because I have fallen for a lot of lying duds out there. And that you can check out my Medium article so you can see that's just part of the cringeworthy dating life that I suffered through at the beginning. But then here comes this man, right? And we're getting to know each other and he's amazing. And um, one thing about my man is that he loves to cook and it works out perfectly because I love to eat without having to cook. <laughs> so I'm like, oh my goodness, look at this. Look, look what I just found here. Just, just perfectly waiting for me, my gang to my gang. And, and we get married, right? Like I said before in a previous episode, I get married later on in life, right? And like I just told you, I had already given up on the whole thing because I'm like, for what? I've suffered enough. I don't want to go through this ish again. But we get married and we're having a great time together. And then all of a sudden I'm like, bloop, 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 bloop. Before I know it, like 10 pounds have already like adopted themselves to my body. And I've always been very petite my entire life, even as I've gotten older, as I've gotten into my 30s, while people say like, oh, no, you, you're going to, you know, eventually you're going to gain weight and stuff like that. And I was like, okay, I mean, I don't mind it because I was really petite. I was really scrawny so much so that my nickname for the longest was Huesito, which means little bone in Spanish because I, I was literally, I looked like a little bone growing up and for the longest, even as an adult. Even after having a child, I think my baby boy, all he gave me was nice, nice hips, you know, after I gave birth to him. But then I just, I breastfed him and all the way just came off. I did nothing to like accomplish that. I just want to let you all know that all I did was breastfed this kid. That's all. And he sucked the life out of me. But so I've never 
been this this heavy. But when I say heavy, that's just mean with additional pounds. I'm not talking that um, I'm obese, so I look a certain way or whatnot, right? But we're going to talk about that though, because according to how I am measured, I am considered close to being obese. I know, right? I'll give you my TikTok so you can see. <laughs> so here I am, right? And and a lot of people are like, oh my God, you look great, Johnny. Look at you. Oh goodness. You you you're filling, you're filling out, right? And I'm also the type of person that when I'm happy, I'm just like, oh, I keep eating. Let's eat, let's eat, let's eat. Because I'm so happy I'm gonna eat. And it's the total opposite when I'm like really busy, really stressed. So on one end of the spectrum, I'm really happy. And then I just, I eat when I'm happy. And on the other end of the spectrum, um, either sad or stressed. And I'm not doing that much eating because my appetite just goes away, to be honest with you. And I need to force myself to eat just so that way I won't pass out. Now that I'm embarking in this amazing part of my life where everything is new, we love one another, and it's just like he is cooking me everything. And like our dinners are just like, oh, it's like a five course meal, (laughs) y'all. Oh my goodness. And then all of a sudden it's like 10 pounds, then 20 pounds. And I'm like, oh. Oh my God, you know, I've never been this, you know, this heavy. And the thing is that I'm, I'm in the army. So according to how they measure me, um, I'm a short person in my heart. I am six foot two, but, um, according to the army, I am five foot two, whatever the audacity, but, um, but yeah, so I'm supposed to uh, not go past 142. And if I do go past 142, then I need to be taped. And um, either way, if I'm taped, I will pass just because uh, the way my my body, my body circumferences are. But nevertheless, I just don't want to go through that. I haven't gone through that my entire military career just because I've always been a scrawny person until I found my husband. <laughs> so I had to make a choice, right? So this is this is what I had to do when I noted that, OMG, I have this amazing man that knows how to cook and I love to eat everything that he cooks. And when I do that, then I get to be this many pounds, you know, and I'm in this field and I need to stay within this range. And when I tell you that was a new thought process for me, and it was something that I had to be intentional about because I hadn't experienced it in my entire life thus far till that point, it was, it was weird. So it was a whole new learning experience for me. And let me share that with you. That's what this episode is about. How I learned to eat intentionally and and be satisfied as opposed to full because this is very different. If you listen to my my other episodes, you will know that I when I need to find information, when I feel I'm I'm lost or I don't know something enough or I'm missing the boat on a certain thing. I crack open a book and I crack open that book, either a physical book, uh, uh, audible or an ebook. It doesn't matter. 
I don't discriminate. A book is a book and I will crack it open. And, um, and I also go into apps as well. So these are the two resources that I use that I'm going to give you when I had to figure out how to eat intentionally and then just stay in my head and understand when I am satisfied, when I have had enough and not go into that full my stomach is hurting. Yes, I finished my whole plate and oh, this is amazing. Give me seconds. <laughs> I was eating a lot of seconds, by the way. And that was another problem of mine. I was eating a lot of seconds. I was eating the same portions as my husband. That was the other problem. And yeah, and I had no no willpower when it came to food. Why? Because I never had to to be honest. I just, I never had to until that point. So I cracked open Noom, right? And I have to be transparent. I just, I let that subscription expire because it's just, it's really expensive. And if you listen to my episode about making a financial decision, then you will know that I scrubbed my subscriptions. I scrubbed my expenses. And there were some things that I just, eh, that I canceled out because it's just, um, it's not making me get closer to my goal. Plus, uh, what I needed from Noom, I already got. And this is why I'm making this episode. So that way I can show you what I learned. And I think whatever else I am learning right now, I can get from other sources that are free. So what I learned was that certain types of food have more water content than others. And those are the ones that I need to lean into because they will satisfy me more as opposed to others that are of the same calorie count, but just don't have as much water. So they will not satisfy me. From them, I also learned that I needed to chew slowly and be mindful of my food and to log it. But to be honest, I've, I've been logging food already. So because I just wanted to see the the nutrient value, uh, this was before when I was told, I'll tell you that story later on, when I was told that I had more fat than muscle, I just wanted to see what was the macros that I was putting in my body. So I used my fitness pal. So when I got out of Noom, after I learned those those things that I needed to learn, which is to just monitor my weight, monitor what I'm what I'm eating, uh, monitor exercise, and chew slowly, and also consume food that is that has more water content than not, because those will satisfy you more. So once I got that down and I understood it and I exercised that, then I just thought, I was like, well, I already have my fitness pal, you know, why am I duplicating this? And my fitness pal is cheaper. And I was paying for those two subscriptions. So I chose to let go of one and maintain the other one. So currently I'm maintaining my fitness pal and there I can log all of that. The only thing that I would say is like Noom is better at logging weight as opposed to my fitness pal, my fitness pal, the whole logging weight, it's a little, mm, it's a little wonky. Uh, I don't like how it is on the app. You got to go find it all the way at the bottom while in Noom is, is more prominent, easier to find because when I weigh myself is first thing in the morning when I'm still groggy, I do, I'm a morning person. So I do the, the things that I must do for my mental health and my physical health first thing in the morning. 
So that way I can set myself up for success throughout the day. And um, that is one of the habits that I develop and that I am maintaining, but I tackle it first thing in the morning because I'm a morning person. So like I said, I let go of Noom and maintain my fitness pal and I'm getting very similar things from my fitness pal as I was getting from Noom. So that's one resource that I use to, to learn how to eat intentionally and then just listen to my stomach. But before I even got to that app, listeners, I had read Ikijai by Hector Garcia and Frances Mirales. And I am so sorry. I apologize if I butcher those names or the title of the book. I will say it again, a little slower. So the book title is Ikijai by Hector Garcia and Francesc Mirales. So those are the two authors of that one. And it's a very small book for that one. I have the hardback and I, I read it in one sitting, I want to say in just a, a few minutes because it is it's very tiny. It's small, but it was it was one of those life changing books for me because it talks about this village in Japan that has the people that live the longest. And one of the things that it said there is how residents, locals of that village, they know to listen to their stomach and they know to kind of be so in tune with themselves that they can gauge when they're about 70% full and stop right there. Follow the podcast on TikTok. We are there at Cup of Joani underscore podcast. That is at C U P O F J O H A N N Y underscore P O D C A S T. And when I say that is so genius, I mean it from the bottom of my heart that that is so genius. I was a nursing student. I didn't finish that that degree because of other things. That's another another episode. So I know that the stomach doesn't catch on that is full. It takes a few minutes for that to send the signal up to the brain and to let the brain know, hey, dude, hey, dudette, hey, we're full already. Stop shoving food down your mouth. So that's why Anum was saying a chew slowly. That's why when I read that in this book in Ikijai, it just made sense that yes, chew slowly, be in tune. So that way, you know, when you're 70% full and you stop right there because probably later on, then you're going to be even closer to being full because you're registering it slowly as you're eating that you are, that your stomach has been filled with food. Another thing that they do is the way that they eat. It's, it's, it's healthy without it being like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Kind of like I was going to say California girl healthy, you know, where they eat green juices and stuff. 
<laughs> no shade, but um, yeah, I've been to San Diego. My husband is from California. Goodness gracious. He calls me a tree hugger, by the way, because I'm into the sustainability and saving the environment and all that. But that's another episode. So yeah, so it is not like they're like forcing themselves to eat this way. So that way they can have a certain aesthetic. They're just, they're tapping into their natural resources that they already have and they're eating that. So you think about that, right? They live by water, so they eat fish. They eat a lot of seafood. Um, they eat a lot of green veggies and and other stuff. I, I read it a long time ago, but the, the main idea really stuck with me. The way that they eat and how intentional they are and how active they stay throughout their years. There's no such thing as a retirement for these locals in this village because they're just actively working in their community. But I'm not saying that with a capitalistic tone in mind, listeners. I don't want y'all to get that idea to work till you die. I am saying that these villagers, these locals, they have a community. They built a community and they work for that community to sustain that community. That's what I meant by that. And that is work that brings them joy. So they don't feel the need to stop because they reach a certain age. And that work of building community also has to do with putting together socials, birthday parties for one another, having tea with their neighbors and things like that. So if you can imagine, that is what I call joyful work. Kind of like me writing, that is joyful work. I, I see myself doing that for the rest of my life until... I die, really. I was going to say until I get arthritis, but no, I'll figure out how to do it when I get arthritis and I'll continue on. They do joyful work, which keeps them active and they socialize, which fills their love tank because we are human beings. We need that connection. So not only are they eating healthy and they're very aware and intentional of, of how they eat and how their stomach is processing the food. And when they're full enough, they also have all these activities that they do. And I got so much out of that, that I made it a point to be intentional when, when I eat, when I chew my food, not going to lie. I am, I am a fast eater. And I learned that from boot camp When I went to boot camp, it's, you just, get a certain amount of minutes to be in and out. So I learned from that experience to eat really fast. And it's it had gotten so bad to where like I will go and eat with family that uh, people are like, hey, dude, you're not in the town hall. Slow down. You don't need to eat that fast anymore. But it's kind of like it just became second nature because not only that, but at the job too, it, it can be very hectic. When I deploy, you know, it can get very hectic. So you really just have a few minutes to shove some food down your mouth and, and keep it going. Even though I don't necessarily need to use that trait at home, I still subconsciously do because I built that habit. So that is something that I am learning to be intentional about, to slow it down. And I do that by having just family conversations with my husband, with my son, when we have the babies with them. So that way I can slow it down, take a bite, you know, chat, you know, those things that I wasn't allowed to do as a child. <laughs> Guess what? Those were healthy things. 
it was a healthy thing for me to drink some water and then eat a little bit of my food. It was a healthy thing to chat with the members of my table as I ate. And it was a healthy thing for me to slow down and eat. And I am telling you, for those parents out there, let me change it up because that's another habit that I, I built as well as a child. So I, I shouldn't just blame it completely on the military. If you're from a Hispanic, Latinx, Latine household, this may resonate with you. And that is that I was not allowed to get up from my chair until I finished my plate. And because I was a slow eater, it was like it will irritate the crap out of my adults. And and I wasn't allowed to talk because to them, that means that I will take longer finishing my plate. And I wasn't allowed to drink water or any liquids because that means that I wouldn't, because I'll get so full that I wouldn't finish my plate. So those are not healthy habits. So if you're a parent, just pay attention to that. I mean, you will parent your kid the way that you will parent your kid, but just just look into that because you, you want to build good habits, good healthy habits for them as children. So that way they can carry it into their adulthood and they can be healthy adults. But yeah, so that was something else that I carry with me that I had to break. And I'm going to have another episode when it comes to breaking habits because they are hard. They are hard to break. And when I say I am still learning to be intentional when it comes to what I eat, how I eat, I am being very transparent and honest with you because it has been a habit that was ingrained in childhood and then reaffirm when I joined the military. And now I am trying to change that into something that is healthier so that way I can have I'm okay with having happy weight, but I need to be healthy about it, okay? I'm not here uh, shaming folks based on their on what's on the scale. I have to worry about that because of my job, but as long as you're healthy, be healthy, okay? And another reason why I made this decision so that way I can go back and explain as to why somebody told me <laughs> that I was close to obese and this happened recently, and then I I also checked the the assessment that was done to me before this recent one a month ago, and I was even worse. And back then I was skinnier, so that goes to show you, right? Just because you're skinny doesn't mean that you're healthy. Mm. Let that sit with you. Okay, so this assessment you get into this pod, and it just it measures how much fat versus muscle that you have. And I've always been a very soft individual, um, soft as in I don't carry that much muscle. I just, I don't weight lift. And my happy place is the road. And recently since getting a Peloton is the Peloton. So I am a cardio fiend. I will cardio, cardio, cardio. But now I know that that's an imbalance of mind. That's something that I need to work on because that's not, not very healthy. That's not good for me because I'm not building muscle. And as they explain it in my, as I advance in age, I'm going to need more muscle. So that way it can help me carry my, my skeleton, my body around uh, as I get older. 
so yeah, so that's another thing that I'm working on that is assisting me with uh, being more intentional with eating and with my overall health. And, and that is to incorporate more strength training. And now that the army switched their, their fitness test, their fitness assessment to one that is geared towards uh, lifting weights and having more muscle in certain areas, muscles that I never had in my entire body, that's helping me as well. And when I tell you I didn't have muscles in those areas, I really mean it. Like it took me a whole year listeners to be able to do those exercises that on the new assessment, I had to get me a whole trainer, um, go on my off time and do these sessions with the trainers just so that way I can build those muscles one and two. So that way I am able to do those exercises safely without throwing my back and then just hurting myself for the rest of my life. (sighs) Wow. Looking back at it, I'm like, wow. So that's that's how it was for me. Like I had no muscles. So when I did those two assessments, that's what they were seeing. They were looking at that ratio of fat versus muscle. And when I was skinnier, the ratio was higher because it, it was just less weight. Oh God. Hey, you math with figure it out. All right. When I when I had less weight, it was worse. My ratio for fat was higher as opposed to when now at the weight that I am, which is 20 pounds higher than before, my ratio is not as bad. Now I'm like borderline close to it. So that's why I'm upping my strength training now. So that way I can build more muscle to bring that down. And um, when I build more muscle than my metabolism will be able to kick in a little bit more because it will be eating at my fat to build those muscles. So that's the intent here as well, to be healthy and to add on a little bit more muscle and then to eat intentionally because most of the time it's about nutrition is what we put into our bodies. And I'm a big believer in that our bodies are our temple and I will decorate my body Like that temple, I will put nice tattoos on it (laughs) so it can be the most beautiful temple there is. And what I put inside is going to be just as great as well. So that's what I'm practicing. Wow. Uh, So this is my longest episode so far. Who would have thunk it that me talking about fitness and eating is going to take so long? Oh, and I have so many stories, listeners. So many. (laughs) My first time learning to do a pull-up. Oh, goodness. When I told you my soul left my body, my soul left my body. I was like, what am I supposed to do? Am I supposed to pull my whole weight up? Who does this? What kind of savage does this? Ah, Yeah, stories for another day. But hey, it's that time again where I thank you for sitting here with me. You could have been in any other podcast, but you chose to be on this one with me. And I really, really thank you for that. And I can't wait to see you again. Bye. Oh, we could, we could fly. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to follow and subscribe to the show. See you on the next episode. Bye. Oh, we could, we could fly. Da, 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 da.